Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and I'm here with Tommy Ryan. How's it going, Tommy? It's going well, Danny. Good. We're on number three. It's nice to be in Hawaii, Um, the nice balmy 70-degree days. Ah, Are we in Hawaii? No. Oh, we're we're in Georgia in January. We're not in Hawaii. You're mistaken, my friend. (laughs) I wish we were in Hawaii. We should have our annual getaway in Hawaii or something for planning for the next year. How's that sound? Run it by JM. I'm sure he'll approve <laughs> that. I'm sure he'll be just fine with that. So we're on number three of uh, three of three here. Um, and this week, I uh, wanted to talk to you about the third C, which is commitment. Mm, most people are afraid of commitment. We're not afraid of commitment, no, are we? No. Oh, no. Well, we wouldn't be here today uh, <laughs> doing this thing called three well. Yes. It wasn't about commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so we talked about the first week was about um, control, and then the second week was about choice, and this third week is about commitment. Um, there is, I think, a, 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 along with this, that you can't talk about commitment and not talk about trust. I think that's a, a key part of this as well, which is um, to do what we do, we have to build up trust with the clients that we're working with. And uh, just to get us kicked off here, I'll talk about, you know, the first part of um, working with uh, a new client is a couple of conversations that we have about what they're trying to do. And during that that time, I like to make little small, say I'm going to do little small things and then come through on those small things. Um, Because I think that's how trust is built up. I say, you know, if I say I'm going to send you an email by the end of this day then I follow up with an email by the end of the day right and it's I I think the this is where commitment comes into play it's um, we often say around here making and keeping our commitments and those small commitments are 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 even as important as the big commitments yeah and I think that there's two parts making and keeping Um, it's hard to to make commitments right Mm -hmm. it's easier to kind of lay low and uh, not uh, have to get the attention from people through a commitment. Um, but then when you make a commitment, keeping the commitment is, is hard also. Um, we're in a, a very busy world that there's plenty of distractions and um, you can get overloaded with commitment. So mm-hmm. it's that balance too. to be able to make a commitment. You need to know that you can keep the commitment before you make it. And that's not always easy. Absolutely. I know one of the things that I've worked um, through experience wise is uh, and I, th- I know we have to do this delivery on, you know, on, on projects as well, which is when you make a commitment, there's a part of you that says, oh, I'll get it to you by the end of the day today or by the end of the day you know, tomorrow. And how you some, sometimes overcommit, you know, to sort of saying you, you, you're trying to get something you want to get something back to somebody. But then you might other things might come up, and uh, I've sort of learned through the years to to yes make a commitment, but also along with that realize that other things come up that could get in my way of meeting that commitment. Right. Yeah. A lot of times, in you know, when it comes to me personally, if I look at making a commitment, uh, in your gut you says, okay, I can do this by the end of the day, and then you make. I make the commitment for the end of the next day mm-hmm. um, because of that, of reality, of you're not sometimes in control of those urgent, important things that pop on your radar mm-hmm. that you have to give space for. 
And um, if you say, well, I'm not going to do that, and that's the only time it can occur, um, then you, you end up um, you know, being in a bad position, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So you have to give that space to allow for the things to come in that you can't control. This reminds me of, um, you know, we're big Covey fans. This reminds me of the emotional bank account where you're trying to, uh, you know, build up that relationship with someone else where you're making these deposits. And I think making and keeping commitments is is one way of making deposits into people's emotional bank accounts. Yeah. And and also along the lines of Covey, uh, that visual that he does where he talks about big rocks, um, you know, really comes from first things first. So you have those big rocks, those very important commitments that you make, and then you have the pebbles, and then you have the sand, and then you have the water, mm-hmm. that um, if you're not putting those commitments out there, you're not putting the big rocks out there, you will definitely get the sand and the water to fill up your day. Mm-hmm. And so that's you know the challenge of being conscious about making good commitments. And that shows up so much in the work that we do um, when we're looking at making commitments at the level of an estimate. So we're, you know, it's that fine balance of we're looking at what is it going to take to do this, try to keep it as lean as possible, but also give margin for things happen and things are not perfect and and every organization gets work done differently. And we have to be aware of that and not put our stakeholders in a bad position where – they can't complete things because it's under budgeted. And that's, gosh, you know, I, it is a, a little bit of an art. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's through conversations and trust that you find what is that middle ground of what's something that's not too high of an estimate but not too low. Because, um, you know, kind of common sense, you go too high and it can't be done. Mm-hmm. And it's always quote, easy to do a high estimate and, and really protect yourself. And all the yeah. hard work is going into, okay, what are smart assumptions we can make that we can still hit that commitment, meet the business need, and, uh, you know, be wise w- with um, resources, with funding and people. I know. I've heard, recently, heard, recently heard on one of the projects, um, and I think it was one of the, the jive migrations where, the client said, well, you know, I didn't have to worry about the three-wheel stuff because you guys just took care of it for me. So it was like, it was almost like he was in his mind. He knew there were different parts of this project. Right. And he knew the part that we were responsible for, we were going to get done. <laughs> yeah, you'd you know, love to hear that. I mean, that, that's, and that's music to, to your ears when yep. you hear that because that's the effect that we want to have, that yep. your life is complicated and... And we should be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Um, you got to right say that. Time. I had to say that slowly because I listen to the bloopers. You'll understand why he <laughs> said, he was very, very particular and slowed down there and made right. sure you hit it, Tommy. Because that's you know that is very important uh, yeah. of being part of the solution. Um, because at the end of the day, we, we don't need more problems. That that's mm-hmm. easy. That that happens all the time. And and so being committed to our customers' problems and, as we've said before, treating them as they're our own, really mm-hmm. caring about that, um, it shows. And I think it's contagious and, and people want to see that over and over again. So we look at starting projects, and this is, can be difficult at times, starting projects at a level that we can make a commi- commitment and keep it. 
And so with a new customer, sometimes that's a smaller project, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's not easy to find as your first engagement. So um, what is surprising to, I think, some of our customers is we're not looking for the million-dollar starting project. Yep. You know, we're looking for that 50K project. So it allows us time to establish a relationship and allow us to make bigger commitments down the road. I think the way that Scrum is set up with every two weeks having that checkpoint, it's almost like a a checkpoint against the commitments that you made for that period of time. That's right. Yep. I mean, it's sort of built into what you're doing, which is really... You know, you're you're. We're not going to get very far if you say I'm going to get this. You know, these these things done during the first sprint, and they're either done or not done by the end of that sprint. So you can't go on without making making and keeping commitments. Yes, yeah, it's definitely um, part of our philosophy and why Scrum rose to the top when we looked at standardizing on a methodology back in I think 2006. Mm -hmm. um, That Scrum was that lightweight way of showing that you can make and keep commitments. If I turn the table on this and say, do we, we need um, clients that make and keep commitments? I think that's, that's just as true because it is. Um, we've, we've, had, <laughs> we've had experiences where, you know, we're, we're doing things there were, if they were easy projects, they would be done internally, right? right. That's they, right. They, if, but these are usually very complex projects and, um, we're, we can do as much as we can on our side to do things right. But if we're not working, if, if, if the client isn't making and keeping commitments, we, we can fail just as easily. We can, you know, and so it does come to that trust and there's a little bit of faith going into your project that, um, the other part, the other side is, um, caring about being successful too. Mm-hmm. Um, because as hard as you can try, the, as much as you can do on a project, if you don't have a committed customer, um, it will fail. So this is this is where um, often, especially if they're maybe larger engagements or things that I see are, are um, require an action plan, where we'll you know sort of early on I'll try to put together you know these are the steps that we need to take together to get to this you know end state. And as part of that action plan, I'll have, you know, I love the things that I have to do because I know they're going to get done and they're up to me to get them done. But as part of that action plan, too, typically there's maybe two or three things that I'm relying on the client to get done by a certain time. And I'm paying attention to see because if they're not able to do it early on in the process, when the project comes around, um, it's going to take longer. It's going to be more expensive for us to deliver. And so it's almost like I'm getting some clues to say, are they going to be a good client or not? Are we going to be able to pull this off successfully together? Yeah, and it's hard to know where that breaking point is yeah. um, because you also see a client that has a hard time making commitments. Um, sometimes it is due to them being overloaded or yeah. them not having a decision framework to work within. Uh, where, you know, we can help them with that. But at the end of the day, um, we do get into situations where we have to, you know, in a sense, punt and say, gosh, this company needs this work done. They're probably going to outsource it. But based on everything that we're seeing in the sales process and the relationship building, um, it's set up for failure. Um, And so that's hard. You know, as, as a small business, you're always looking for that next opportunity and to turn something away because of that it, it's it's a hard decision to make it is a difficult decision especially when you've invested so much time and energy uh, right. for that and just to be able to say you know what this is not going to work out um 
but it, and it, you know, I think it sets us up so that that you know it's only right to do that for the delivery team, because if you see those warning signs early on, um, it's you're you probably are a pre, it's a pretty good forecast of what's going to happen in the future. Right. Right. Yep. And we, you know, what we end up doing at times is to scale back on the commitment. So at least you get a test cycle and you reduce the risk of the impact of of failure because sometimes that failure, you can crawl out of it, but there's a cost. You know, there's, say, a lot of non-billable time, a lot of management time to figure it out and get it done. Um, but then you have to set, you know, step back and reassess to say, does this make business sense now? You know, mm-hmm. Should we continue to do these types of projects or work with this particular customer, um, you know, knowing what we know after that first project? I, I love working with you, Tommy, because part of this is I know you're committed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are, um, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And it's just, it makes, as, a, as, a, as our partnership goes, it just makes things so much easier to work together when you know that the other side is going to come through for you. So I appreciate that. Well, thanks, Danny. And and, uh, um, I am human. (laughs) Yes, you are. And, yeah, I I think there's a lot of times I fall flat on that. Um, But I think it's, you know, we both care and and want to make sure we're doing the right thing. Yep. And it's not just for our customers. It's for the people that work at 3Will. Yep. And so, um, you know, I I think I don't, you know – at the end of the day, commitment really makes a difference, and I think we see that in the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. It is part of the culture. It's not just one person. Um, I think we learn from each other here at 3 about what it is to be committed mm-hmm. to, to your responsibilities. And I think a part of this is, uh, as I look at 3 and over the last 15 or so odd years, is we really do, um, because we're so committed to our clients, we, you know, they're, they're, it, it, it takes a lot of our brain power, our, you know, our, our willpower um, to focus in on that. And we've been more, you know, intentional about focusing in on how can we help our clients versus, uh, you know, all about three will growing and how fast can we grow? And it's right. all, you know, it's about us and let's do this. And, you know, I think a part of um, just, you know, what we've built as a great small company has been um, because of this willingness to be totally committed to, to clients and to projects that we're on. Yeah, yeah. I, the nice thing about it is a, a small um, privately owned company is that we can focus on the customer and realize that if we focus on the customer, we'll be okay. And at the end of the day, we don't need to have metrics of we've got to grow by this much each year. We're looking at being committed to the people that work at 3Will yep. to make sure they have, you know, this stability that they need to support their families and get a good, you know, income to um, be paid for what they do well. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if there are, there is growth out of that and, it, and we enjoy that growth and it makes it a richer environment at three well you know we embrace that mm-hmm. but if it's you know we're the same size from this year to the next year it's not seen as a failure failure you know it's seen as we continue to do what we committed to do for That's the yep. year which yep. is serve the customers yep. awesome i'd miss so, the socks yeah. we didn't talk so, about socks yeah i, I prepared for this one you were I, I went all the way to them. clemson 
Oh, to get the national championship. Oh my socks. goodness! Do they have national just, champion uh, no, they, uh, somewhere on this that, thing? But, but okay, there's I'm, a lot of paw on that. Ah, there is. <laughs> okay, I need to take. I'll take a picture of that and also take a picture of mine. These are the ones. These are my Christmas socks that okay, I got from yeah. from Molly. Okay. They're actually a, it's a little um, Boston Terrier with okay. a little yeah you know, a little Christmas cap on. So oh, nice. I know it's not Christmas, but mm-hmm. it's it's what I got for Christmas, and so I'll I'll wear it after Christmas. Good. But uh, yeah, congratulations, Thompson. Oh, awesome win. Oh, love it, love it. Love I'm it, so glad it. you guys pulled through. I, at the end there, I was like, oh, it, it was a it, it was, was a what a wonderful it. game yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to see what was the name Rimfro what what he was able to do as a he was a walk-on was that right yes yeah yeah and he it was the last person to get a walk-on scholarship the last pick it's amazing and I, he's only a sophomore <laughs> and i love and he's just a humble he doesn't look like a football player yeah, he yeah. just looks like a regular joe that you don't think he could play football I love that Dabo Sweeney wears his relationship with God on his sleeve, and I also love how much he emphasizes family. I think you guys are going, you're going to go, people are going to look at this, and those people, recruits that you're going after, um, they're going to, the parents are going to look at this, and they're going to see Clemson as a family, and what a great sort of metaphor model to set up. Oh, as yeah. an organization yeah i think he's he's you know he's creating a legacy by the yeah. way he's approaching it. it's not very it's it's long-term thinking if i could have afforded to go to clemson i might have gone <laughs> to clemson but you used up all the money you bastard hey talk talk to your dad about that hey dad it's not Mom, i love you guys but you spent so much money on tommy and deanna private school really Really? <laughs> no, I'm The struggles I'm in life are good. You went to Georgia Tech. That's not uh, half Georgia bad. Tech is not half bad. It's a wonderful school to go to. But uh, yeah, it's a, we, we were. Well, Bobby really had to go to the military. He couldn't even go to school. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate this time. Thank you, Tommy, for taking the time to do this sure every thing. week. It's great stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation today about commitment. Um, if you could, feel free to leave a, uh, um, if you're looking at the blog post, leave a comment at the bottom. It would be wonderful to hear back from folks. And uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.